Yo, guys, welcome back to the show. We're ready to record our second episode. And today we're going to be talking about something that we felt a lot as we're starting this new business, and that is imposter syndrome. We both felt imposters at times when starting this business. And so it's definitely a, a topic that that has been on our minds, and that's something that we wanted to talk about, and it's something that we thought a lot about. And I think we goes a lot along with mental health. And yeah. so this is going to be super an interesting topic to talk about today. And honestly, to start out, um, imposter syndrome is really freaking hard. It is hard. It hits home. It hits home. It hits home. Anytime you're doing something new, anytime you're doing something that's aspirational or hard or the unknown, if the unknown's involved, you're feeling imposter syndrome. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And so, you know... It's crazy when, you know, we have these big, big goals and these big dreams with this business. And it's hard at times because sometimes you'll just be feeling down in the dumps, quite honestly, um, because we're trying to do something good. But a lot of times we're feeling anxious or feeling stressed. So, you know, that's how I felt a lot of times. But it's also exciting at times as well. And so it's kind of this two edged sword. Yeah, I think whenever you're going to do something noteworthy in life, there's always that. Oh, but am I qualified to actually do that? Yeah. All the time. So if you're doing something noteworthy with your life, odds are you're going to feel it at some point. Exactly. And so, yeah, with that being said, I mean, when have you felt it most with starting this business or even in your therapy? But yeah, when have you felt it the most? I felt it in both. I'll start with the business. With the business, I remember being like so in my head about like, oh, I haven't been in the field as long. I'm not as old as some other people. So I don't have the life experience. I don't have all these things. And I remember being one day, I was listening to a podcast. And I'm like, am I seriously going to wait till I'm like 50 to do something noteworthy? Or that takes me outside of my comfort zone. Right. But even just like doing this right here, imposter syndrome <laughs> to a T. I'm right? like, uh, you know, because you, you're putting yourself out there mm -hmm. and it can be critiqued, right? And you don't right. want people to, like, critique you. Especially, I feel like, I, too, when I'm, like, putting out, like, mental health, concrete mental health content, I feel like that imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I'm like, the stuff I'm saying is accurate and true, but for whatever reason, you're, like, always second. You're always <laughs> just kind of like, is this for real? Is this accurate? Right. Is this true? Mm -hmm. And... It is. And for whatever reason, it happens to me every time, whether it's a podcast or a post. And it's as I've done it longer, the easier it's gotten. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And also for me, it hits me in waves. And I've kind of analyzed that situation when I feel it most. And it really comes down to, to two things. When I'm not acting or I'm not moving. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean by this? I mean, when I'm not actively creating content or actively doing something revolving around this business, making business decisions or actively doing something with a business, but I'm sitting there procrastinating or I'm sitting there in my fields talking about my imposter syndrome or feeling my imposter syndrome. That's when I feel it the most. Right. But when I'm actually out there doing stuff, when I'm actually moving, when I'm making decisions and like I said, doing all these things, I don't feel it. And I think that's something to, to take note of when we're moving and when we're acting towards whatever goal we're trying to accomplish or whatever we're trying to start, that's when we'll feel it the least. And going along, this is this is an interesting point. Uh, for some of you know, I'm doing this big time physical challenge, and that's the 52 by 52, 52 marathons in 52 weeks. And this this point really rings home because I've never felt imposter syndrome with the 52 by 52. 
And it's not because I just have this, you know, innate, oh, I'm just, I can do it, I can do it. But no, there's, there's times I question it, but I don't feel imposter syndrome because the very act of the 52 by 52 is just moving. Mm-hmm. It's getting out there and moving my feet one step after another, one step after another. And this has taught me a lot. The, the 52 by 52 has taught me a lot about imposter syndrome. It's when you're moving, you're going to feel it a whole heck of a lot less. For sure. I also think too, with that, like you have full control mm-hmm. over the 52 by 52. And so there's like, like even just the other day, you're like, it's not even a question. I know I'm going to do it. So there's no unknown about it. Yeah. Like, you know, what's going to happen. You can, it's, you're depending on yourself to do it and you only mm-hmm. really. And so it, I think that helps too. I think movement feeling in complete troll also helps that which is very rare to be in that situation in life. Right. You know? Um, and like, if you know that you have that confidence in yourself, then it's a known factor that you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like a hefty goal, but you're like, I'm going to do it. And so it makes it a little bit easier. Right. Right. Totally. And there's an interesting point that, that Ed Milet, one of our favorite podcasters brings up and he talks about this action threshold. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the action threshold. Yeah. So I think, the action threshold is pretty much, I think of like the word of like movement. And I tell my clients this all the time. I'm like, it's pretty much like people who are successful or kind of get momentum going in their lives, their threshold for action is lower. And what that means is you don't have to know everything to start. Mm-hmm. And the way I frame this to clients is like, I'd rather you go home and try something I told you and come back and be like, that didn't work. And that sucked, Emily. I hated that skill. Then you come back and not have any data for me. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this act of going along with the movement of just starting to take action. And the the less you feel like you have to know to take action, the better off you're going to be. Because then you can just learn through doing it. Right. right? Totally. And like you said, one, what you need, what you think you need to know but also what you think you need to plan before right. just starting, you know, with this business. Yeah, we, we for, for a little while, we planned it out. And it's, you talked about kind of our vision and what we wanted to do. But concrete details, I mean, did we have a thousand of them? When we really did it. We just we just started. And we've learned so much by actually doing it. Right. By actually starting an LLC, by actually starting a business, by getting clothing, by getting all these things going, by just the act of doing it. Right. Movement movement's your best friend i swear and i think that's like so uh, like so underrated and you have full control over that you can just start moving in a direction if it stops and it's not what it needs to be then you just reevaluate and replan and and i think people are afraid to fail Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so i think that's why people get paused and held up in preparation and planning or what they know or what they don't know but the thing that matters you just got to start moving because you learn so much more by doing anything practical application is tenfold the best thing you can do for yourself when it comes to trying something new or doing something new for sure i totally agree with that and i think you can go into each situation there's i mean there's two ways to go into each situation one you can go into the situation as the learner or you can go into every situation as the expert and when you go in as the learner it really doesn't matter if you fail Failing is great, right? Because you learn so much by doing mm-hmm. that. Or, you know, so you succeed and you learn by doing that. But if you go into every situation as the expert, you have this this pressure that I have to get this right. I have to know what I'm doing. I have to make the right decision. decision, Right? 
But in real reality, every single one of us, no matter how far along we are with whatever we're doing, we can go into the situation as a learner and just say, hey, whatever happens, I can learn from. And so whatever wrong or right decision I make, I can learn from. And so we don't have to have this added pressure from ourselves saying that I'm an expert. I have to get this right. And it has to be the right decision the first time. Right. I think it just takes off so much pressure. Exactly. It makes life a lot easier for you. Totally. Totally agree with that. And I think it's interesting. I, I, I'm thinking about my own life now and I felt imposter syndrome. Now, you know, obviously I'm not in the, the medical field anymore and I'm doing a business. Right. And it's something that I've never done. So I'm feeling imposter syndrome here. But it's interesting when I was in medicine, when the, when the plan, the details that what you need to do, you know exactly what you need to do and you just do them. There's, there's li- very little unknown. There might be a little bit of unknown of, of the, you know, getting in or, or you know, can I do this? But in all reality, the, the, the road is very laid out. But I still felt imposter syndrome when I was in medicine. And I still felt imposter syndrome now leaving medicine. And so a lot of times it's not necessarily the situation we're in. It's just that's honestly a part of life. It's a part of the, we don't know what the future is going to look like. We don't know what's ahead. And so no matter what what situation we're in, we might be feeling imposter syndrome. But if we take what we've talked about today and just start moving, just start acting, go into the situations as a learner rather than the expert, you know, just take action and not have to have this huge threshold. I need to know so much before I start or anything like that, you know, then we'll be able to succeed. For sure. I think about when I was first becoming a therapist and I remember my first time meeting with a client. I got there so early and I was like mentally rehearsing what I was going to say to these people. And I was feeling so, like such an imposter because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, I had practiced, mm-hmm. but with like my classmates. Right. So this is, I'm like, this is a real person. Oh my gosh. And they have real problems and they're not going to make it easy for me. And I felt so inadequate and I was so anxious, so nervous. And when I think about it now, I don't get nervous at all. Or whether it's a new client or not, no matter what, I I don't really get nervous anymore. Mm -hmm. If it's a new charted, uncharted territory that I haven't seen before, for sure, I'll get nervous and kind of that imposter feeling. But something I've learned about imposter syndrome is it just means you're new at something. You're just a beginner. And so when I met with that first client, I was brand thinking new. Of course I feel imposter syndrome, you know? And I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think imposter syndrome is a bad thing. It's it's just, a, like you were saying, it's a part of life and it's something that is maybe a little outside of your comfort zone and our brains are programmed for comfort. Mm-hmm. And so when you take a step outside of your comfort zone, do something noteworthy, you're going to feel a little anxious. Mm-hmm. So it's technically a really good thing. And I and I, I think it's important for people to understand that if you keep moving and you keep going, I don't know how many sessions or first sessions I've had at this point, but it becomes just like second nature and it just becomes automatic. I know what questions I'm going to ask. I'm so much more relaxed. Mm-hmm. I'll make jokes with the client on their first time there, you know, and the way I present myself and meeting a client is so different. And it just takes practice. And so I even think too, at first you're going to be clunky and it's going to be awkward. But if you just keep going, it gets so much smoother and so much easier. And so it's just important to remember, imposter syndrome means that you're new at something, which is okay. It's okay to be new. And so just keep going because if you keep going, then then you become the professional. Then you become mm-hmm. the person that you set out to be. Exactly. Yeah. 
And so and now I'm thinking, you know, going along with that idea, obviously in therapy, people are, are talking about some serious matters and they're talking about things probably that you haven't gone through or maybe you have, but, but a lot of times they're, they're such serious things. Maybe you haven't experienced those firsthand, you know, do you experience imposter syndrome by not, you know, going through what these people have talked about and how do you deal with that? At times I will. And at times I won't, I think what happens is it's, if it's the first time I'm helping someone with that kind of particular issue, I feel it. But once I've worked and helped people with a similar concern, it gets easier. And I think too, one of the best pieces of advice I got from a supervisor, I had this very intense session with a client and I went to him and I was like, hopefully I did okay. Like, oh my gosh. Like it was intense to the point of like, what, like it was like, whoa, someone had been shot and it was, and, and she witnessed it and it was in, intense. Right. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's, so intense and i hopefully i did the right thing and he goes what would have the best trauma professional done in that moment i was like just kind of empathize and be there for them help them process through it like talk and just kind of be because they're kind of still in the middle of the, the trauma at that point right but he's like it's first most important to empathize try to get on their level validate and be a just be human with them mm -hmm. and and so i think too when those big instances come up it's important to remember that you're first human and just to be what humans are meant to be and just to be there for them and to be empathetic. I don't think they expect you to fit, like fix it within the first session and it's an ongoing thing, mm -hmm. but that person first needs to be heard and understood and loved before anything other, any other movement starts to happen. Right. And so I think sometimes when there's a big issue, I just lean on like my, my rapport that I've built with them. I lean on the fact that I'm an empathetic person and you to be an empathetic and effective therapist, you don't have to have walked the exact same path that they have walked. And I think that's a very big misconception and you're can be just as effective. Right. Um, and reminding yourself that they don't expect that from you. Yeah, so kind of what I'm getting from exactly what you're talking about, I think a lot of times, I mean, obviously you're describing your, your therapy profession, but most of our, our listeners aren't going to be in that, right. but they're going to be feeling imposter syndrome in their own ways. Right. And what you've described there from what I, you know, what I understood is sometimes we overcomplicate it. Yeah. And when you went, yeah, well, hopefully I did okay. And the, and the, the leader or supervisor said, you know, what do you think they would have done? And he, you guys just talked about very simple things. Right. And so a lot of times in our, we get in our heads and overthink the situation, but in all reality, it's the solution ahead might be a little bit more simple than we're, we're making it out to be. And I think that's something that kind of pops in my head as you were, as you were talking about that. Right. For sure. And I think too, that's always like, and like, of course I have like the modalities, the skills and all of that in my pocket. And so it's just, and also you have to remember it's their journey and not yours and, or it's your journey and not someone else's right so go do what you need to do go do what you want to do and and make your life yours and don't let the fear of failure or being an imposter get in your way right yeah no, that's that's really good and so in wrapping up i just wanted to talk about three actionable steps that i personally use that we've personally talked about when it comes to feeling imposter syndrome and there's three so the first one is plan 
act and be consistent. And so whatever you're attempting to do, whatever goal you're trying to achieve, it really comes down to just, just plan a little bit. Just, okay, what am I going to do today? Find it out and then do it. Just act. And then be consistent with it. And then just do it over time. A lot of these, especially with business, a lot of it comes down to doing what needs to be done over and over and over and over. And honestly, it's most often the simple things. It's creating the content. It's making the small business decisions. It's, you know, reaching out to a contact. It's, it's, it's really simple things, but just doing them over and over and over and over again. And so plan, act, and be consistent. The second one is, I mean, seek knowledge from people who have gone before you. Success leaves clues. And so I have, you know, we have the privilege of, of being surrounded by great business people. In our neighborhood, we got great business people. My uncle is a great business person and something, someone who has, you know, taught us a lot about what to do. And so we can lean on these mentors. We can lean on those people who have gone before us and who have done these things. And so for us, yes, we're trying to create this business. Okay, let's lean on the mentors we have. Mm -hmm. And we're all surrounded with wonderful mentors that quite honestly are doing or have done what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And so lean on their knowledge because success success leaves clues. And then last thing is just be willing to try it out. There's been some things with with our business that we tried out weren't so good. But there's also been some things that we tried out and were wonderful and had done, done wonderful things for our business. And so it really comes down to just being willing to try things out. And so sometimes we'll go back and forth. You know, should we do this? Should we do this? Should we take this route or that route? And honestly, maybe we'll just just pick one, start, try it out. Did it work? Did it not? And if it did, okay, keep doing it. And if it didn't, move on and try something different. Mm -hmm. And that's what it really comes down to. Just be willing to try things out. And uh, honestly, you're, you'll find the secret sauce. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you'll get there and you'll know what to do um, according to the goal you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think it's so important for you guys to remember, just move, try things out. It's okay to fail. It's okay to be new. Don't let imposter syndrome stop you from reaching for your goals, trying to be someone noteworthy, trying to change your life, start over. Any of those things are very daunting and noteworthy. And so of course you're gonna feel a little anxious. You're gonna feel a little unqualified. And so just start moving. Just start moving. All right, that's a wrap for this week. Coming at you guys live. Thanks for tuning in guys. We'll talk to you later.